Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. As we continue our series of podcasts called Shields Up, we're going to take one more week and talk about the church. This past week, we finished a five-week series on the church that we called The Church, Our Church, knowing what God has designed and understanding where I fit. And we looked at, the first week we looked at what church. We then looked at why church, followed by who church. We then looked at how church. And this past week, we looked at be church. And we illustrated this last week, um, the idea of being the church with climbing the summit of Mount Everest. And we talked about seven steps along the way that we find along the Christian journey And we talked about the summit being fully pleasing and fully mature in Christ. And I want to continue thinking about that today because the Christian life is a journey. And that's not something I have come up with. The Bible talks about it that way all the time. That the Christian life is a journey. It's a path. It's a way. It's something that we make progress in and we have to finish. And so I want to continue thinking about that today. And I'm going to talk about some spiritual traps and pitfalls to making progress in the Christian journey because that's the whole point of our podcast series. It's called Shields Up. We have an enemy, the devil, and he's doing everything that he can to put snags and pitfalls and traps in our way so that we don't make progress. And I want to talk about seven, seven different categories of traps and pitfalls along the way in the Christian journey. There's at least three instances in my life that I have to watch out for pitfalls just in in life, not even in the spiritual life. And I just want to use them as examples, as illustrations for what we're going to talk about here in a minute. There's three things that I've learned over the course of the last few years that things I have to look out for, and they're they're quite silly things, but things that I actually do look out for in my life. The first one is, I don't know if you guys do this when you drive, but I often take the same roads every single day, every single week. And because I do so, I sort of memorize the roads. I know where the manhole covers are and the potholes are. I know which roads are bad. I know which roads are common to have traffic on them. And so what I do my best to sort of navigate around those things. And it's funny that I don't really think about it anymore. I know, again, the roads. I know them so well. I drive them so often. I know exactly where the holes are. And I just do it like clockwork. All of a sudden, I'll just make a little bit of a left uh, merge with my car just to avoid some big pothole and I, I, I kind of caught myself doing it the other day without really thinking about it, going, man, I have really learned this road <laughs> because I don't want to hit those bumps. I don't want to you know, do something bad to my car. Maybe it's just the annoyance of actually hitting a bump or whatever, and I don't like traffic. So I've, I've learned over the course of several driving, uh, just several driving periods that I have to watch out for these things. And it's, it's funny that you kind of do that without knowing it. Another thing that I do is I have six children, and those children have toys. And I've survived many, many toy accidents by simply looking down, um, watching out and realizing that my children leave toys around on the floor. And if I don't look down, if I don't pay attention, I'm going to make, uh, make it have an accident. I'm going to fall on a trip over something and, you know, split my lip or split my head or something like that, knock over a child. So I've had to train myself to look down. Don't just walk in the middle of the living room. Don't just walk in the hallway. Look down because there's possibly a car or a Lego, or something that's going to get under my feet and trip me up. And so I've realized that after actually a couple missteps, I've had to realize i I got to look down quite constantly. And so that's another thing I do. A third thing that I do is we have a baby now. He's uh, almost 10 weeks old. And so he's still trying to learn how to sleep properly. And, of course, that's always a journey as a parent. 
to try to get your child to sleep and sleep properly. So the baby right now is currently in our room, sleeping in our room, and you don't really realize this about life until it's an annoying thing, but everything makes noise. Everything. There's feedback on everything, and I mean everything. <laughs> so when you finally get your child to sleep, you want him to stay asleep, of course, you start to realize that everything makes noise, and opening drawers make noise. Everything has a wrapper, a piece of food on it has a wrapper. Um, the littlest things, like plugging in your phone and the little ding it makes when your phone starts to charge, everything makes noise. And so parents, I think all new parents, figure this out, that everything makes noise, and you're trying to make as little noise as possible because any sort of little noise can wake your child up and he can start the whole process over again. It's really annoying. So what Janine, my wife and I, have actually done is we've learned what things not to do. What things make noise, we keep everything low. We don't make any extra noise if we don't have to. If there's anything loud, we take it out of the room and we open it. Uh, we don't want to open a, a soda can or anything like that that's going to cause the baby to wake up. And so those are just three instances, really silly illustrations of things that I've had to sort of train myself to watch out for. And Because even though they're small and silly, they are things that can complicate my life. Well, there's seven categories that I thought of, of spiritual traps and pitfalls that the devil loves to throw in our way. And if we're not aware of these things, we're going to make very slow progress or no, no progress at all in the Christian life. And so I just want to talk about seven categories really quickly. I'm not going to linger here too long. But I want us to be aware of these things because these things are real. These are things that the devil is actually trying to do to deter us from following Christ. And they're real. They're real things. This is not a joke. This is something the devil is doing, and he has a lot of discipline in doing. And so I just want to start at the first category that I thought of. It's pride. The first trap and pitfall to making progress in the Christian life is pride. Anytime we, we get prideful in our hearts, anytime we think that we don't need help or that we have it all figured out, it can be anything with pride, but pride immediately stunts growth in the Christian life. It stops all sort of progress. There was a whole category of people in this scripture that were pride-filled. It was the Pharisees. I don't know if all the Pharisees were bad guys. I think some of them did come to Christ and turn their lives around. But a lot of times when Jesus is dealing with the Pharisees, he's dealing with a lot of prideful people. These people just did not want to listen. They didn't want to learn. They didn't want to consider that maybe they were wrong. And because that was true about these Pharisees, they didn't make any progress. They didn't come to Christ. They didn't realize they were in need. And they didn't make any progress in the Christian journey. And pride immediately stopped their progress. And so pride is so big. It's such a big category that we have to mention it. And pride is in the heart. It comes out in, in different certain ways in our life, but pride is most of all in our hearts, and that's the scariest thing about it. And the solution to pride is really the opposite of pride. It's humbling ourselves. It's putting ourselves low. It's, it's telling ourselves, training ourselves that we're not the end-all, be-all, that we need help. That if we're going to make progress in this journey, we have to learn to be students. We have to learn that we can be wrong. We have to learn that there's areas we still need to mature in. We have to want growth. We have to want advice. We have to want counsel from those who are ahead of us. And if we don't, we're not going to make progress in the Christian life. That's definitely something that we have to watch out for. Look into your heart today, tonight, and, and see if there's pride there. And if there's pride there and you don't get that out, it's really going to halt progress altogether. And there's nothing that's going to happen in the Christian life that is good and maturing. The next thing I thought of, and this is getting bigger and bigger as we 
uh, get a little bit more independent and you know get away from personal interaction with people because of social media and things like that it's it's not talking about things it's not letting other people into our lives we have so compartmentalized our lives that everything now seems like virtual reality we're not actually with people we're just sort of with people we're not talking about things at depth we just like these little 140 character things that we post online and people comment and it's not deep it's not profound if we don't talk about real matters in the Christian life, we're not going to make progress. And I've noticed this in the course of my last 11 years of ministry, that when, when there's sin issues that people don't talk about, that sin just festers and grows. And, and when we start talking about it, we start exposing the sin and we start helping ourselves get over the sin. But so often, especially with men, and I'm sure it is with women to some degree, we don't let other people into our lives. And that's part of pride, too. And We don't want to feel vulnerable. We don't want to feel like we're falling short. We don't want people to think something about us that um, we really don't want people to know. And so we don't let people in. And we just live in this virtual reality world. And as soon as we do that, the devil's got us because he knows we need one another. He knows that there's strength in numbers. He knows that when we walk arm in arm and we fight together, we are much stronger than when we fight alone. I mean, there's so many illustrations for that. Any army, any battle w would say the very thing, that if you fight alone, you're dead. If you fight with people, man, there's strength. There's a greater propensity to win a battle. And we have to learn that in the Christian life. We have to fight with one another. We have to let other people into our lives. Even if we feel vulnerable, even if they do judge us, we, we can't risk not having people. It's too great of a risk. It's too great of a chance. We're not going to make progress. In fact, I would even go as far as to say it's impossible to make the progress we need to make without people. So we have to have the church. We have to get together with brothers and sisters. We have to let people into our lives. And I hope that's something you'll consider and are doing in your life, saying, okay, the church isn't necessarily the people I would pick as my best friends for the rest of life, but these are the people that God calls my brothers and sisters. And they're people that he is specifically, uniquely built to complement what I am. And there are people that can add things. There are people who can give things to me. There are people who can give me counsel, who can pray for me, who can help me fight this battle and make this progress in this journey. So that's category number two. got to let people into our lives. Category number three is we're not purposeful enough sometimes. We're too go with the flow in our days. You know, today is... Wednesday. So we know what Wednesdays look like. So we get up and we just function like robots sometimes. We're almost like machines. We just function without thinking about it. You ever done that for a big course of your day? You just function. It's kind of like the way I told you I drive sometimes. Sometimes I'm just glazing my eyes over the road because I know the road so well. But we can't do that in the Christian journey. We have to be purposeful. We have to wake up every single day with an intention to grow and to move. We can't go with the flow. Go with the flow doesn't help anybody because we are going upstream. And if you are trying to go with the flow, you're actually going to flow the opposite direction. You're going to make progress the other way, towards bad things, towards evil. And so if we want to make growth, or we want to grow in the Christian life and we want to make journey, we have to go against the flow. So I think we need to wake up every day with a purpose. We need to set a goal, a spiritual goal before us and say, this is what I'm seeking to do today. This is what the Lord has taught me. This is what he's commanded me to do. And set that up as a, as a goal. Put a bullseye on it and say, this is where I'm headed. 
I don't think if we do that, we're actually going to make very much progress at all. We're just, we're just aimless. We're just wandering around. We're, we have no destination. We don't even know where we're going sometimes. And, and I fall into that. I fall into that. I just function, like I said, like a robot, like a machine. And I, I don't go anywhere because I'm not trying to go anywhere. We got to put something down on paper. We got to put something in front of us. We have to specifically talk and pray and meditate upon what we want to do, what we are here to do as Christians. And unless we do that, unless we're purposeful in the Christian life, we're not going to make progress. And the devil knows that. So he just sort of trains us to just follow the crowd and go with the flow. Because when we do that, we don't go anywhere. And he knows it. We have to take this battle. We have to seize it. We have to say, I'm going to this destination. I'm going to maturity in Christ. I'm going to obey his commandments. I'm going to do what pleases God. So that's the third thing that I thought of as a pitfall and trap in the spiritual life. Here's another one is weights. And what I mean by that is, is just things that weigh us down. There is sin in the Christian life that we struggle with from time to time. And we know that. There, we know there are things that we are falling into that God says, this is evil. I don't want this a part of your life. And so that's obviously a category we could talk about. But I think that one's a little bit more obvious. I would say weights is a little less obvious because weights just means anything that slows you down. And use any analogy you want to in the, in the physical realm of a race, of a sporting event. If you're trying to make progress, if you're trying to be quick, if you're trying to move somewhere quickly and get to a destination, man, you don't want to be heavy. You don't want things slowing you down. You want to be as light as possible. And so athletes need to be trim. They need to be light. They need to be loose. They need to be able to go quickly, fastly. And, and the Christian life, it's the same thing. We can't have a lot of things slowing us down. And when we do, we don't make progress. If we are just full of what the world has, if we are just so strapped with time because we have so many things, so many hobbies, so many memories, so many things we want to do on our day that aren't godly, they're not necessarily wrong, but they're just things that weigh us down and take up our time, we're not going to make a lot of progress. We have to be loose. We have to be light. We have to be free to do whatever God expects and wants us to do. And when we're doing that, we can make a ton of progress because we have specifically put the time and the energy and the, and the focus aside to say, this is for God. I, I, I can't do a lot of what the world does. Not because it's wrong necessarily, but because it doesn't help me progress in the Christian journey. It doesn't help me get to maturity in Christ. And I have to. And these are things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to sort of pace yourself ahead of the crowd ahead of the speed of traffic and say, yeah, they're going a certain pace, but I can't go that pace. I have to move. I have to go quickly. I have to go loosely. I have to go exactly where God wants me to go, and I can't have this stuff slowing me down. It's just in the way. And so we have to make that discipline to say, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast these things off. I don't need it. It doesn't help me, so I'm going to cast it off. So that's category number four. Category number five is what I'm going to call uh, we have no spiritual cardio. You guys know what that's like um, in the physical realm. Is um, You know what it's like when, when you train yourself to have endurance and, and run. Um, I am not a runner, so I can't really speak a lot about that. But I know what it's like from playing sports enough um, that you're much different in the first quarter than you are in the fourth quarter. Uh, your energy is high in the first quarter. You're running at full speed. You feel great. You're able to do what you're able to do. And then the fourth quarter comes and, man, your your tank is low. It's empty. 
And so you're, you're not running very well. You're not really enduring. You're playing lazy defense. And it's because your cardio is low. It's because you don't have trained yourself to have endurance. And, and I guess the way that works in the spiritual life is this s slow attention span that we have is we don't really have a lot of discipline. We're not able to really sit down for an hour and pray if it needs it. We're not able to sit for much longer than 40, 45 minutes in a sermon because it's too much. It's too long. Other parts of the world, they're able to. They can take three to five hours with no problem at all. But here in America, we have short attention spans. You know, We don't even like waiting for the microwave. <laughs> 45 seconds waiting for my burrito to heat up is just too much sometimes. And so when we don't have any cardio, when we don't have any discipline, when we, when we can't go deep, man, we're only going to get to the shallow end. We're not going to get to where we need to go in the Christian life. The Christian life takes depth. It takes discipline. And these all fit, kind of fit together. But again, I think we're kind of fat on the world. We don't have the endurance. We can do something for a short period of time. You know, and I can give myself an hour to the church every single week, but I can't go for several hours or several days. I just don't have it. It's too much. I want to get back to what I want to do. God, I can give you 20 minutes, and I'm going to call that my devotions, but I don't know, Lord. I, I'm not going to be able to give you much more than that. I, it just gets boring. You know, it just I, I don't have a lot of cardio spiritually sometimes. We have to learn, again, how to discipline ourselves. And yes, that takes maturity. It does. It takes maturity if you're a young man. It takes maturity if you're an old man or woman to say, man, I have to sit before the Lord I have to turn my mind on to him and it's going to take as long as it takes. And I'm not going to get up until the Lord says I can, until I am prepared to walk and make progress in this journey. And yes, I know that sounds hard. And it's because we live in a culture that doesn't really have an attention span. We're fat on the world. We don't have any spiritual cardio. But that's another category of traps and pitfalls in the Christian life. Another one, number six, is I find ourselves often listening to anything but the Word of God. And I'm not judging anybody here. I'm throwing myself into this category as well. It seems like we're able to do anything, anything, listen to anything, hear anybody except the Word of God. We take a lot of shortcuts. If I can read a devotional, if someone can tell me about God's Word, I'd much prefer that over actually going to God's word. That is a very subtle trap from the devil because he knows if we don't go directly to the fountain, we're going to get a chewed up version of what God wanted for us. And that is only going to stunt our growth, slow our progress. Because when you go to God's worth, it, it is, it's deep. It's, it's like a well, it's, it's like going to a buffet. It, you get so much from God's word and every ounce of it can help you. But when you substitute for God's word, it's a slippery slope. And I'm not saying all that stuff is bad out there. A lot of it is good. A lot of it is supplemental, but we can't live on supplements alone. We have to have the meat. We have to have the true living water. And we have to go to God's word. And again, that's part of discipline. That's why all of these things are interconnected. We have to learn how to sit before God and his word and take in the true bread of God, the true bread of life. And when we do, we grow. We can't help but grow. Because that's how the bread is designed, to cause growth. 
But when we remove that for the sake of doing it shorter or easier or more entertaining, we definitely stun our growth and we fall into a pitfall of the devil. The last category I thought of, which is a huge overarching category, is simply not having Jesus Christ supreme in our life. He's in the mix somewhere. Jesus Christ is lumped along with several other good things in our life. Jesus Christ, Christianity is good, but it's good like my job is good. It's good like my family is good. It's good like my hobbies are good. Church is important, but it doesn't rise to the top. Following Jesus Christ is important, but so is everything else. And as soon as we start thinking that, we are so far off a beaten path. Because the Bible all the time tells us how supreme Jesus Christ is. How supreme this journey is that we've been placed on. It doesn't matter what is in our life that is good. This is far better. This is far more important. And unless we learn that, we're always going to putter along. We're never going to make real progress. Unless Jesus Christ is supreme, number one priority in our life, we're not going to get very far. We're not going to get very deep. We're not going to get become mature in Christ. So we have to learn, we have to understand that Christ Jesus rises above all and every good thing in our life. And I hope you know that. I hope that's just a reminder and that the first time you're hearing that because that's so crucial so those seven things, and we could linger, we could add more to that, of course. But those seven things are traps and pitfalls. And going back to my illustration at the beginning, you got to learn. You have to understand these pitfalls. You have to watch out for these traps because the devil is placing them in our path. And if we don't swerve our car, if we don't watch out for these things, we're going we're gonna to bust a tire, we're going to fall into a hole, or maybe fall off the course itself. And so these are ways that we can sort of help fight the devil, and I'm sure... He doesn't like when we talk about these things because he wants us to be aloof. He wants us to be unaware. He wants to just, like I said before, go with the flow and not rock the boat. But I think it's time to stand up to him. I think it's time to put our shield of faith up and say, no longer, devil. You're going to have a fight. I'm going to do what's proper. I'm going to do what's needed to make real, profound progress in the Christian life because my Lord is worthy of it. And I want to be mature in him and I want to be fully pleasing to him. And so I hope you'll listen to these things today. Maybe you'll think of your own. But I hope you'll target these things and say, well, I'm going to watch out for that. I'm going to watch out for pride. I'm going to watch out for not letting other people into my life. I'm going to get close to people. I'm going to be purposeful in the Christian life. I'm not going to go with the flow. I'm going to set something up as a goal and a destination each day. I'm going to lay aside the weights that are slowing me down. I have to. I'm going to train myself and discipline myself for a, a large attention span to be able to give to the Lord as much as he needs from me so that I can endure, so that I can go the distance in this Christian journey. I'm going to learn the discipline of listening to God's word above anything and everything else. That's keep the supplements. The supplements are good, but make sure God's word is the true source of good things in your life. And number seven, I'm going to let Jesus Christ be supreme. I'm going to give him number one place in my life. Because when I do, I will flourish. When I do, I will see everything clearly. And I hope you'll listen to these things. I hope these things are helpful to you. Let's make real progress in the Christian life. Let's be purposeful. Let's be helpful. Let's talk about these things with each other. And I know the Lord will bless us if we take this and use these things and set before us what is really our Christian goal, which is becoming fully mature, fully like, and fully pleasing to our Lord Jesus. I hope this blesses you. 
Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.